You're listening to The Training Dummies. With Rob and Daryl and James. And we've decided to run a marathon. Greetings and welcome to episode 254 of The Training Dummies, recorded on April 7th, 2021. Um, you can tell it's... 2021? I know, but you can tell it's been a while because we're having serious sound issues because it's like I don't know what I'm doing. But yes, 2021. Um, what, are, what even is time anymore? I know, I know. It's a <laughs> I specifically like- remember, um, and I'm trying to look up the episode number now, but I specifically remember after running the uh, the half marathon saying that this is not something that I will keep doing. I'm <laughs> glad I did it. That was really cool. Good job, me. Uh, and I'm going to take the win, and that's that's about it. Hey, if you, <laughs> if, you, if you remove the global pandemic, that was only 10 minutes ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. that's fair. And, that's uh, fair. So now, ten minutes later, I am. Uh, Here we are. I am what, what <laughs> two or three years older now, and like, and I'm committing to doing something that I said that I would definitely not do. So, well, maybe we should do some proper introductions there then. So, of course, my name is Daryl. We've got Rob, and who you've heard on the podcast before, if you listen in the past, we've got James, um, and the three of us have decided that we are going to run a full marathon. Now, I know James has done this before, but Rob and I have not. And um, we've done halves, but fulls, this is all new for us. Yeah, and, and honestly, like it's been so long since I did any meaningful running that I might as well, this might as well just be my first one, to be honest. That's fair. Okay, I was going to say that I feel like where I'm at right now is... That I'm I'm starting kind of from scratch, so it's good to <laughs> kind of. I, I I went out yesterday morning for the first time in oh probably a month and a half, couple of months. I did less than two month two miles of walking, running, and <laughs> I was exhausted by the end of it. Yeah, I've uh I got a ninety day trial to the Apple Fitness Plus deal. Mm-hmm. How is that? I was like, all right. What's how am I how am I gonna do this? Um, and I completely decided to drink the Kool Aid and go for it because we do have a treadmill here at the house. Um, and I have done two of their sessions so far. And while I can point out like being fussy about stuff, I can certainly point out things where I was just like, eh. Overall, I would say I love it, and I will most definitely continue. Oh, nice to do it. And I think it was a good use of my time and a good use of of my energy. So it's not what I'm going to do for in terms of pushing myself for yeah. full marathon training. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we're still not really fully cleared to to go out and live our lives as normal. But I I it's going to be awesome. I I really do like it. I also think that I should I might have an opportunity here to. Um, explain a little bit like why I'm back because the last time I think I was on this podcast was more than a year ago we were still mm-hmm. playing BFA I think I think 9.2 had or 8.2 had dropped mm-hmm. maybe um, and in that time 
I've no, I've ceased being a Blizzard employee. So I'm also no longer under the 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 PR pressures and constrictions <laughs> that I once was. So not only can I talk about marathoning with some level of authority. Hey man, ask ask me questions. I might be able to answer. <laughs> man, I, uh, I well, I wasn't expecting I that. Yeah, I didn't quite put two and two together, but now that you know, now that you put it that way, I'm like, yeah, we can. Uh... It was a voluntary exit from Blizzard, by the way, because I know there's been like a ton mm-hmm. of press recently about like uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. non voluntary exits from Blizzard, and and mine was a choice. Yeah, but that um, has nothing to do with running a marathon. No. What's your uh, what's your statute of limitations? Are we allowed to get into some dirt there? You know, my NDA apparently <laughs> is um, is in perpetuity, so like I can't talk about like fucking un- unreleased stuff or unannounced yeah. stuff. Right, right. right. But right. like, but like matters of my opinion are a free for all at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Oh I, as much as I love that, I kind of like want to be careful not to taint. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the good yeah, no, that we're trying to do here. Speaking of taints, no, just kidding. <laughs> body glide. This episode, this episode brought to you by Body Glide. Speaking of taint, oh my god. Uh, we'll get into all that stuff later too. Um, I don't know. We this what what happened? Because none of us are really like in a point right now where we're like, yeah, you know what I want to do? I want to run a marathon. But you know, here I, we are. I actually am, though, Rob. I am at that place. Like, I am. I finally, like, even just the last couple of days, like, you guys asked me, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, if, hey, let's, like, run a marathon and have a podcast journey along with it. And, I, you know, I was definitely into the idea, but it's really only the last couple of days where I've just sort of, like, felt unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've put on, in the pandemic, I've put on. 10 to 15, maybe 20 pounds. I don't know. Like, I just haven't been tracking it. Oh, dude, yeah, definitely. I I just, I, you know, it's just like I haven't, I've been drinking a little bit most nights. I've been not paying attention to what I'm eating. I've hardly been running or working out or cycling or anything like that. And so, like, I actually am at that place where, like, I feel like a, like a sack of trash. And, (laughs) and, and it is time to, to get back to that that motivation and that desire that I had when you guys first had me on the podcast two, three years ago, mm-hmm. talking about five Ks and 10 Ks and half marathons. Like I was in shape back then mm-hmm. and I, I want to be back in that shape. I am absolutely uh, everything you just said there. I, I can only can't help but echo it because mm-hmm. I mean, both of you, right. We've said that like, I, I have been drinking like not, I I've Okay. I have to remember that we haven't recorded in so long. So if I casually mention something like I probably need to give some context here. Uh, I don't. What was it about a month ago? Two months ago? I don't even like time is just doesn't make sense to me anymore. But but I had uh, I went to the emergency room with a kidney stone and it was one of the most evil things that I have ever experienced. This was pure, pure evil. And I I don't know. I don't even know what like. I can't. There's no way for me to even describe to anybody how nasty that was without, uh, without. He described really... it all to me. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to drink a drink of water right now. Oh yeah. Um, I'm drinking more water than I had in a very long time. But... Oh, I poured myself yeah. a big glass of bourbon before we started, just so you're aware <laughs> how it's going. <laughs> oh yeah. <clears throat> but really, truthfully, um, 
like this last year i mean yes we we picked up a treadmill here at the house and and uh you know i've put in a little bit of time on there but it's it's not anything like like i pictured it right mm-hmm. i really thought oh, oh this is gonna be awesome i'm just gonna be cranking on this thing um you know this is the this is exactly what, what i want and you know and here we are and now i'm going well maybe maybe i could use it for uh for these apple workouts and so i got a question for actually both of you because I, my guess is it's probably just about two years ago this month that both of you ran a half marathon, right? If I remember, Rob, when I showed up in Austin for your half, mm-hmm. my, my memory serves it was April. And Daryl, I think you were like the week before or a week after. And then yeah. I had a half marathon a couple of weeks after that. So so what what do you remember how that felt? Like, what is your memory of crossing that finish line and, and going through that process? Man, it's funny because I have actually kind of reminisced this like internally lately and uh, talked with my talked with a couple of friends about it. You know, we had a Easter over at a, at some family's house and kind of was, you know, talking about, hey, what's going on with you? And I and I was like, oh, man, just talking about, you know. I'm going to be doing this uh, this mm-hmm. this full marathon thing, and this is crazy, and I don't know for sure what that what that looks like, but here here I am, you know. And so I the to answer your question more, um, it was incredible. It was it was a lot of work. Um, I felt like I felt high highs and low lows, and and we can dissect this, you know, as much as we feel like doing. But I definitely was. I'd done something I'd never done before in my life, but I was also moderately disappointed in myself. Like I wish, oh, I should have done better. And you know, I, these you know circumstances outside of your control, kind of thing. You know, there were there was a lot of uh, mm-hmm. variables to it. So um, I'm gonna kind of leave it at that as to not like monopolize the conversation and pass it off to Daryl. But if we really want to dig into some of that a little more, we can too. But Daryl, what about you? What do you like? Is this something that you're kind of taking? back with you do you still hold on to that stuff what what's your um kind of feeling on that i well like i remember like i remember the merit like i remember running it um definitely because yeah it's something i'd never done before um like even in my training i think the best i got up to was 19 kilometers i did 19k like two weeks before because i set a time limit i'm like i'm gonna run for this long this amount of time and i got 19k so hitting the 21.1 that was definitely the first and only time not the only time i I ran another after but that was the first time i'd ever done anything like that that's crazy um but i I still remember like translate that into miles for americans 19k (laughs) like 10 11 miles uh well it's close well what's a marathon 13 13 dot one is a 13. Half. Okay, so 21.1 in K. So it's like maybe yeah. 11 and a half to 12 miles. That's how long I've been here. I, your numbers were confusing me. Anyway, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> so so it's, it's not far off. Like it was close to, you know, a half marathon distance, but it wasn't. But I still remember like vividly most stuff. Like I remember at the beginning, um, there was this lady because they had timers for it. And I still remember that she had like a, and there was, there was like an animal theme to the marathon. So she had a zebra ears on and, and like a zebra shirt, but she was a two hour and 15 minute mark. And, and I was going behind her. I'm like, yeah, 215, that'd be great if I could do that. But as I'm running, I'm like, 
I felt slowed down. I'm like, I can do better than this. So I started, I'm like, no, I, I passed her and I kept going, right? And I kept, like, I think I did my first 10K and I kept a, a six minute per kilometer pace, which is, is really good. And then at some point, oh, I remember what it was. I was taking my second um, energy gel or whatever it was. And I can't remember what kilometer it was, maybe the 15 to 17 kilometer mark. And who comes running up behind me but the 215 lady? I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) 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 So I had definitely slowed down my pace at that point. Um, But I remember like she she was awesome because she encouraged me along the way. And there was one point where it was there may have been maybe 500 meters left, like half a mile left, if you want to convert it that way, like half a mile left. And I was walking a bit and she stopped. She was ahead of me and she stopped. She's like, come on, you can do it. So I, okay. So I started running again. I was chatting with her a bit as we were, you know, coming into the final stretch. And, um, you know, I mentioned it was my first half marathon. I looked over because there was, I ran a 5k at the same race the year before my first ever 5k. Rob and I did at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I looked over and and I had ran the entire 5K except for one little hill near the end. And I looked over and I'm like, that's the hill I walked at last year on my first 5K. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, and then and then we just ran it home, you know, got to the end. And it was amazing. Like, it was a great feeling because I had never done anything like that before. And so now it's like I'm looking at the, the full marathon. It's like, definitely never done anything like that before. Like, holy cow, it's something like we're not young. And I'm I I'm older than I, I'm older than both you guys and uh, not by much, not by much. But I am older. <laughs> so, but you know what you know what um, comes to my mind is what well, there's a couple of things. Like one is like I I think I meant I mentioned this on one of the other sort of running based podcasts we did a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Was that like I? I am convinced that if somebody can run eight miles, they can run a half marathon, right? Like, like that distance from that, yeah. The the push from like eight miles to thirteen one is more mental mm-hmm. and physical, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I am equally as convinced that from a physiological point of view, if you can run. 15 16 miles you can run 26.2 miles if you can get over that psychological barrier but at the same time i also remember having those same moments like i i think i told you guys back in 2014 i ran a half marathon a month right mm-hmm. and i did it i did it in a different city all over america and it was such a fantastic experience but there was this one guy at my second half which was in san francisco um, there was a guy in my starting corral who I later found on uh, Instagram. His his uh, name there is at Dr. Dribble. And his whole thing was he was raising money for charity and he's running half marathons, dribbling two basketballs for 13.1 miles. Right? Oh, my like God. Wow. Yeah, right. I know. I know. And so so I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got to I've got to beat this guy. Right. And like, sure enough, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, nine, 10 miles, I, I, you know, I overtake him pretty quick and nine, 10 miles, I'm, I'm good. And then like, for some reason, he just gets his second wind right at like the 10th <laughs> mile and starts passing me dribbling two oh, basketballs. And the funny thing is, I then saw him again in 
Portland and Chicago and oh, Seattle awesome. and Philadelphia awesome. and Vegas. Like we ran the same races that year. Like we're we're basically friends on you know via Instagram now. And yeah. if I were ever, to ever see him at a race, but I bring that up because I remember thinking like, man, like there's always there's always a point at which like you know you you think you're doing great and then something keeps you in check, which I think is really healthy because mm-hmm. it, it it reminds us of our own capabilities, but also that you think about you know you hit 10 miles you've still got 3.1 miles that's 5k to go mm-hmm. and and whenever i'd get to that point i'd be like yeah but like i've run 5k so many times yeah like mm-hmm. i've done 5k hundreds of times at this yeah you're point. like 5k is the easy part of that yeah. yeah and so like, I've, i always found that an encourager and like that's part of the reason why i'm kind of looking forward to getting into the training process for a full marathon is that like yes like i've done three full marathons i've run this distance but chunk it up into the smaller distances and like how many times have i run 5k how many times have i run 10k mm-hmm. i know i can do this i'm i may not be able to run the pace that i used to run five six seven eight ten years ago but i'm going to finish 26.2 miles there's no problem with that like i know i can get that and i think when you frame it that way that psychological barrier gets a little bit easier. it's a huge mind game yeah like there, even even on the half it was there was times where i was like i don't know man you start bargaining with yourself you start you start kind of breaking down a little i don't know maybe maybe it was just me but like no, no i've done that no man and Every i was like time. what is happening here you know and i'm and kind of like daryl said you see you see somebody passing you with the with the one of the time marker flags, and you're like, "Really? <laughs> That's where I'm at right now?" Or, you know, like my very first 5K that I ran, and that to me was a mind blowing experience. But I remember like just being like, "Okay, I know I'm slow, but I'm okay. I got this. Hold hold the line, hold the line, keep the pace." And then I look up, and this lady is just passes me, pushing a stroller, literally jogging sideways. So she can pull a juice box out of the back pocket and hand it to her child in the front of the <laughs> stroller. She's like sitting there doing this little sideways two-step thing and just goes hauling past me. And I was like, really? This is going? I wish someone would hand me a juice box. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know. So like you said, it's kind of that. I don't feel like I needed humility at that mm-hmm. point, but I certainly got a nice big old heaping <laughs> dose of it. And it just keeps it real, you know, mm-hmm. like you just are like, okay, I had, I completely had to earn this. And I feel like I am at that same starting point now. Um, the, the massive difference is that I know that I can do this rather than it being like this unknown. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I don't know what's going yeah, on, you 100. know? I have this, at least this confidence, even if my body isn't where I want it to be, even if my, you know, my weight, my, my nutrition, nothing is where I, it needs to be right now, but at least I know I can go into this knowing, put in the work, you'll be fine. Yeah. Like that's kind of, kind of what I feel like. So, so what's the plan here, dudes? Like what, uh, what time frame are we talking about? Are we targeting a certain race? Like what are, what are our aims here? I'm gonna need a hot minute to at least <laughs> get uh, get some of this. Right, it's it's not this year. No, it's definitely yeah. We're, yeah, you know, yeah. let alone let alone physical state and nutrition. <clears throat> there aren't safe races for us to run in 2021. Yeah, no, and I think no. that's a 
that's a fair fair way to put it and i think at least like putting that out there right now uh, for anybody who's listening if anybody else is interested this is going to be a bit of a journey for us this is going to be you know i think daryl was even probably 18 about, months something like that right? yeah potentially yeah. next summer right yeah. like yeah and and a lot of times you don't want to run during the summer necessarily depending on where it's at but yeah, exactly. you know we can you know and it's all gonna be contingent on uh you know quarantine the state of the world at the time yep. you know where we're allowed to travel to if we if we each just try to pick something in our area or if we're gonna try and line up and meet somewhere and do it you yeah. know like there's a i think there's some a lot to discuss kind of mm-hmm. off the air say, there because I, I think we you know we've, we've talked a little bit before recording this yeah like, the 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 ideal scenario is that we all run the same race right? yeah for sure that, totally. that would be amazing totally. i think that would be that would be like the real bro moment of the, mm-hmm. of the whole oh, thing oh definitely you know? like yeah. the the band of brothers like i'm not gonna finish at the same time as you guys but like we'll <laughs> we'll be there we'll hey, do it uh, whoever's <laughs> whoever's over the finish line first gets beers for the other two Hey, that's fair. <laughs> that and Daryl, didn't you say that um, the the marathon near where you are is like supposedly relatively flat and like a, a good one to run? <clears throat> I I sure I've read that that it's it's I'm, I haven't double checked it since I made that statement to you guys, but I'm pretty oh. sure it is billed as like the flattest Boston qualifier in North America. So I can't say that for sure without going to double check it, but but I'm pretty sure that's what I've seen before because it's a I know it's a Boston qualifier, and I believe it's the flattest one. So, and this is in Edmonton, Edmonton. yeah. Right. So it definitely doesn't go near the River Valley because the River Valley I mean, is I full of to, hills. I need in to find Edmonton. a downhill one here. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading about a downhill one that said it was the fastest one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also um, I, I'd recommended to you guys just as a backup race because the Edmonton one is like what like September October time right like mm-hmm. August um, oh August okay so yeah the, it's August two, two of my three full marathons have been run in the same location and that is the Minneapolis Twin City Marathon in Minnesota mm-hmm. and I, I recommended to having that as a as a backup it is a is a pretty flat like there's there's this Think of the St. Thomas Hill at mile 23, which is like a one mile uphill. But like, honestly, it's like a 1.5% gradient. It's nothing. You don't even know you're going uphill. Yeah. But also, it, it is beautiful. Like it is, it goes around uh, a lot of the lakes around the, the Minneapolis area. It starts in Minneapolis by Viking Stadium and it finishes in St. Thomas. So it's like, you got to make sure you've got uh, transport back to your hotel unless <laughs> you want to sit on a train sweating after yeah. 26 miles. But that's a really good backup option to have in our back pocket as well. Something in Hawaii. Yeah, see, I'm checking this website right now <laughs> for the Edmonton Marathon, but all they've got, they have a virtual one for this year, so it doesn't have any of the normal. That's I can't find any of the past stuff on you know how flat or anything because it's just a virtual one for twenty twenty one. So so unfortunately, you know what there is in um I, I believe it's more towards the beginning of August, which the timing might not work out. But the Anchorage Marathon, oh, which geez. is <laughs> I know, I know, right? Like the weather's great. Uh, that's <laughs> a long haul for Rob. Like, 
it's all uh it's a long haul for me as well but it's um supposedly uh like really flat and it's all at sea level as well and it's supposed to be beautiful because you run you run through you run around glacier bay and at that time of the year humpback whales are up there for mating and breeding and so they're Mm -hmm. like jumping all excitedly out of the water and like that's one like whether we run it or not like that is on my running bucket list for sure that sounds amazing i uh i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i would go all the way to alaska yeah, that's, that's a long haul. <laughs> Man, it seems uh, funny to be uh, to actually be talking about some destination marathons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, it is, for me, destination running became the reason for me to visit places I would never otherwise go to, right? Like, I would have no reason to visit San Antonio, but I went there to run a half marathon, and I had an incredible time. Like, yeah, San Antonio awesome. is a really interesting city, you know? Yeah, that's pretty uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, I think um, to shift gears just a just a tiny bit. I think one of the things that we want to do with this podcast, I think we're right now we're going to be aiming at um, kind of a monthly cadence. Yeah, and you know that that may that may change depending on where we're at with training and you know what what's going on but i think uh, to keep it on at least a monthly cadence right now and to to work on uh, accountability but i i for me uh and and we'll we'll pass this around the table here but for me i want to ask a ton of questions i want to unpack a lot of things um and i think james i was saying this to you recently i learned a few things uh training for my half that I was like, holy crap! <laughs> like, I, I, I just didn't understand, or I didn't know, or yeah, if I, you know, that I should not do things that way, and I got away with it because I was running a half. But if I were to do a full, I would have to really go the full distance. So, I mean, everything from you know products to use to help yeah. with all sorts of issues to to shoes, to training, to pro mm-hmm. tips, to nutrition, to, you know, to actual, um, you know, what, what a plan, a running plan looks like and working in the CrossFit and working in other, you know, bike or whatever that looks like. Like I want to, I want to unpack all of that. So I don't yeah, know. I, I said, uh, I said years ago, I don't know if I said to you guys or not, but, um, you know, a, a full marathon, maybe twice the distance of a half marathon, Mm-hmm. But it is not twice as hard. It is ten times as hard, oh, if not than that. But but also, you know, what what I mean by that is it's not necessarily twice as physically hard mm-hmm. or even mentally hard. But it's like you do have to think about those things. Yeah. Like, what am I eating? How much water am I getting? Like, mm-hmm. as as you're going out, as you're planning your weekend, and you know you've got to go run 16, 18, 20 miles to go train, like. That is a time suck, and you you can't do anything like that. Takes four or five hours to, yeah. uh-huh. to run that distance, you know. And it's like, uh-huh. okay, I've got to get up early enough to do yeah. that, which means I've got to go to bed early enough the night before, and I better not plan anything for the afternoon afterwards because I'm going to be a potato 
Like, you know, that's what I mean when I say it is it is more than twice as hard for those 12 yeah. to 16 weeks that you're really focusing training on those distances and that endurance. It is as much about just being aware of what you're planning to do around everything besides eating and running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you kind of get consumed with it a little bit once you start to get to that level of honing mm -hmm. in. Uh, and I know that even training for the half, I, like I was saying, some things that I learned or things that I got away with, you know, you're able to go and do a two hour run and come yeah. home and you're okay. You know, yeah. I'm still able to do live my life, you know, pretty normally. But like, yeah, going out and, and doing a four or five hour run and then come uh, for me and, and Daryl, like having kids and having, yeah, you know, having kind of like a different set of obligations you know i've already i've already had the talk with my wife saying i want to do this and you know i need your support on this and she was 100 percent like yeah mm -hmm. and i said you like i and i you i know you're saying yeah and you know you're saying yeah but it you have to understand it's a way it's a way bigger picture than that. it's not just yeah. like yeah go for it i told yeah i support you go for it and the, no this is going to be like me like you know being gone for hours doing these runs and, and probably being a jerk sometimes because <laughs> just like you, you know you get home you're just like Ugh. you know i think I, there's there's a lot going on there that's so smart though rob i think to like be having those conversations this early on with your wife and kids to be like hey like this is something that i really want to achieve but like you know a, a mentor of mine once said when you say yes to one thing you're always saying no to at least one other thing and like mm. that is that is a hundred percent true of marathon training and the thing that sucks about it but is also really joyous about it with marathon training is you get to a point <laughs> you get to this point of no return right where it's like <laughs> When, when you're when your training runs are up to sort of like 12 miles 14 miles and you're sort of six to eight weeks out from the race mm -hmm. it's like it's like well you know I've, I've trained this much and i've trained this far i'm not gonna stop now mm -hmm. and and you say those things like i would say those things knowing full well that my commitment over the next five, six weeks up to the taper distances is just going to get more and more intense, you know, like it's more time and it's more exhaustion and it's more mm -hmm. sleep and it's like more strict with my nutrition and it's more hydration. Like you say these things, but it's because you've, you've already put in the work to be running a distance further than a half marathon. And because you're running that distance, it, it even fuels your commitment, you know? So I think yeah. it's really smart to have those conversations this early on to say like, hey, I'm not not there yet, but you know, a year from now, uh, I'm gonna, you know, count me out on Saturdays because I'm gonna run yeah, right? 60 yeah. miles and, 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 and that's it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sundays was kind of my long run day um, when I was doing the half. And yeah, my wife knew, Hey, at some point today, I'm going to be off the grid for a little while. And it wasn't that bad, you know, it was a couple hours, but like when I get home, I'm not going to be like, all right, let's do this or let's get some yard work done. Or, you know, like I'm going to come home and I'm going to be hungry. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, um, and I always, it always felt fine, but I just know already <laughs> that it's going to be a very different beast. Yeah, for sure. Well, I remember even like, you know, I had for the half marathon, I definitely had support too, like for that. But it's because I would, there was a couple times I did the runs, my long runs for my long training runs of the week, where 
I would go and I'm like, come pick me up at this time. I should be mm-hmm. about here or just drive down mm-hmm. this road because I'm out in the country. So I'm running down country roads, right? And be like, okay, uh, yeah, come pick me up at this time. I should be about here. Just drive down the road till you see me, right? And I did that a couple times. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. There was another time where some um, when gyms were open, they're closed again as of yesterday. But anyway, um, my wife goes to Orange Theory and – that's in town and we live out of town so i left um an hour i left home on a run an hour before my wife's session started and i met her there two hours later when she was done after my training run so i ran to orange theory and met her there so that was it was like okay so she was there and she that's, gave me a ride that's home really smart though right you're kind of leveraging that time well yeah that, I'm like, that worked perfect. Down, right? <laughs> i know that yeah. worked good but then you know another run yeah it was exactly that where i'm like well come pick me up and then she's texting me i'm like uh what time did you want me to get me i'm like 20 minutes ago <laughs> like, and you're still running. And i'm still running <laughs> like oh shit <laughs> you bring up a really good point though daryl it's like you know it, it's a little bit different for me here i guess because I've got miles of coastline that I can run. Mm-hmm. At, at yeah. some point, at some point, you need to find twenty-two miles of runnable trail or road or yeah. sidewalk or something, right? And like, like that, it, it, it you've got to put effort into that. And I know, like, mapmyrun.com uh, is really useful for that, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's you know, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I hate doing an out and back. I hate running you know, 10 miles out, yeah, 10 yeah. miles back. I would much rather either do a loop or run 20 miles mm. in a straight line and get an Uber back. Um, what, <laughs> what, like, like, what about you guys? Like, what's your what's your preferred approach to, to those kinds of things? I did something before that I didn't really like. And like I said, I, I did a lot of things that I need to change and that I certainly cannot do again. And, uh, and we'll probably get into some of that later. But... I did some just finding a spot in the neighborhood where I could just kind of do some do some laps, you know. Uh, it's not my favorite thing to do, but there's a couple of there's a couple of lakes in the neighborhood here where I can just go and kind of do a lap and go down around the other one and come back, and it ends up being you know like by the time I do that, it's like maybe two miles, you know. And then I go, okay, well I guess I do that five times, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to do that again. Um, but like I said, I spent way too much time on the treadmill the first time around training for a half. And I made a lot of excuses about why I didn't want to go outside because where I live, it's always windy, not just breezy, but it's always windy. And I'm in Texas. So like the, the weather can, can certainly the humidity and, and heat and whatnot can certainly kick up. And I have already had this conversation with myself several times now that I'm just going to, if I, if you're going to be prepared to do a proper marathon, then you just have to go outside and run. And so mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like yet. Um, I don't know if I'm going to like go to, you know, find a spot that I like or, you know, go to a few different places and just kind of like do some laps. But I don't know. I think that's at least one thing that I know is I'm just going to have to suck it up and say, doesn't matter if it's windy. doesn't matter if your neighborhood is just like nothing but hills because it's just going to make you a better runner. So I, I have to just kind of put on my big boy pants and, and just go for it. Daryl, what about, what about you, man? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which I. Well, I, I haven't really done much of the like run there and back. Um, but as for like laps, like I live at a subdivision, and my subdivision is almost two kilometers, like from my house to my house, like exactly. But then, if I add in the subdivision next to me, I can make that like five kilometers. But then there's another subdivision to the north, and if I run along the highway and get to that one, so I can do all three. I haven't done it in a while, but I think that was close to eight kilometers so that's what five miles i think so it's you know i've got options here where i can run those like my normal route like my normal if i'm just going out it's 5k if i just run my subdivision the subdivision over and then there's a couple where the like they're they're just big loops but there's a couple like off branch roads where it's like a dead end a couple dead ends and if i get those in too plus my subdivision and the subdivision next to us and those two dead end roads it's like six kilometers and I can do like a six kilometer run just by doing that. And it's like almost exactly from my house to my house. Like, and it's just a full loop of that one, full loop of that one. And then there and back in the little, you know, um, dead ends. So, so like that's, that's where I did a lot of my training the first time is, is for my half was a lot of that stuff. And then there's a lot more highways around that I can just go. Like there's another big loop of, you know, there's a, the main highway to get to my subdivision. I can go run down that for a while. There's, although the problem with that, there's something a little disconcerting about running down a major highway. <laughs> like uh-huh. even though you're on the shoulder, <laughs> there's something a little disconcerting about it, but I did it um, quite a few times. Cause like I'd make myself a big, you know, a big loop like that. Um, but as well as that, I also enjoy trail running and, I'm very fortunate. There's a place 10 minutes from my house and it's um, lots of trails there. I th- I can do, I can probably do a half marathon's worth of uh, distance without running on the same trail twice. Like that's how much is out there. And there's probably more than that. I've never actually checked to see, but, um, but there you're running through the trees and the, the hills and it like, it's beautiful. I love running out there. It's hard work because the hills are serious. Like they're serious business but um so i also have that option and i like going out there usually once on a you know one day out of the weekend i'd like to go do a run out there too because because it's just beautiful out there it's it's just a nice place to run like you just put the music on and just just go and enjoy nature and the hills and the trees and the trails and and it's you know it's it's awesome out there so um until you, know, you run into a moose. Who oh yeah, that was that was a good one. The trail with you. <laughs> what was that like three weeks ago? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a few weeks back. Yeah, I sent a video of, of yeah. him running into a moose and like literally freaking out because there's no way to get past it. I know moose was on one side and he crossed in front of me. I actually thought he was going to charge me because that's what moose do. They charge you. So all of a sudden, I'm running backwards, back, you know, where I just came from. And looking back, is he coming? Is he coming? Nope. He just crossed the trail. It actually was a, a cow. So she crossed the trail. But she stopped like five feet from the trail. I'm like, well, I can't get past her. What do I do? Then she really drifted. She moved. She was eating trees, like eating trees. And she moved like 10 feet off the trail. Like, no, I still can't get past. And it was like 15 feet. I'm like, okay, I think I can get past. It's like, oh, shit, oh, shit. But the problem was it was icy, too, because stuff is just melting here. Um, So I couldn't really, like, just take off down the trail and just book it 
because stuff was icy and slippery. So it was like, oh, man, how do I get by this? Yeah, so that was interesting. So and yeah. that brings us to our new segment, <laughs> Moose, Bear, or Mountain Lion? Which would you rather go along with? Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> I, you know, it actually makes me think, you know, we're talking here about sort of like distances and trails and out and back yeah. and stuff. But the thing we're not talking about is like, what do you listen to for five hours when you're oh, on a training man. run? Well, that's hard too. I I found this app a while back, and hold on, I'm gonna actually pull it up. That's easy for me, actually. <laughs> there is, oop, that's not the right thing. There is an app that I was using called Weave Run. Oh yeah, I remember this, dude. Yeah. This thing is kind of amazing. Not um, available in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> you're kind of <laughs> locked into their playlists, and a lot of it's just modern pop rock you know whatever it is but they have this technology that matches whatever you're listening to to uh to your cadence of your run and i don't know if it was good for me or not because i found myself in this little meta game of like speeding up and slowing down just you know to (laughs) to to mess with the songs but it is it was the coolest experience of just going out for a run and firing this thing up and you know they had the, the oldies old like 80s and 90s rap and you know all sort you name it right and i i was just having a blast with it um the problem with me wanting to listen to like music that i want to listen to is that it's not often conducive to running uh you know if you're gonna listen to something far more aggressive like sort of metal or punk or something like that like it's not really designed around a consistent just going for a run sort of pace like it's great for working out or or whatever but like i don't know i know that there's curated lists and whatnot out there that 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 kind of try to help you hit that stride and find Mm -hmm. you know whatever bpm you're looking for but i don't know when i was doing it before it was a lot of podcasts because just the conversation that was just constantly going was it was helpful to me like it wasn't it wasn't pushing me to try to find a rhythm it wasn't doing anything it was just it was just there and oftentimes it was interesting and it would just help the time go by yeah daryl you said it was easy what's your take so i have i have a running playlist on on apple music that so there's and the the list is ever expanding but there's i have a bunch of songs where i can listen to it at any time and I will enjoy it. And my playlist, my it's my running playlist. And it's now almost five hours long. Mm. And whenever I go run, I just play this playlist. So it's I just hit, I tell Siri, shuffle my running playlist, and I go. And it's got a big selection of stuff from like ministry, Jesus Built My Hot Rod, to your EP, James, on this playlist. And it's stuff I can listen to over and over again. And... If, there, if I get to a song on this playlist that it's like, oh, I don't want to listen to this right now, it's off the playlist. I'm going to take it off. I, it doesn't even need to be there. But like every song on there, it's like I could listen to it five times in a row and enjoy it. Every single song on there. So that's what I do. I just have this playlist. And every time I find another song, I'm like, oh, man, I love that song. Like even from like 20 years ago, I was like, oh, I haven't heard that song in forever. I used to really love that song. I'm putting it on the playlist. And when it comes, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, it's, I, it's yeah, like, man. I, I tell you, whenever "Dirty Little Secret" by All American Rejects comes mm-hmm. on, like I am, I am down to run. But my question is, can you listen to music for five hours 
I can definitely listen yeah. to music for five hours. I but like I said, I I get stuck in these little in these little. I don't know if it's just the way I look at music or the way I listen to music, or I really start like trying to think about time signatures and trying to fit what I'm doing into that. And you know, and the next thing I know, I'm running and I'm air drumming while I'm running, and it's just and it's awkward and like <laughs> yeah. you know like. And I don't know, man. It's I try super hard, and I don't know. I just I have to see if I can find something out there that that works for me to just to just do that yeah. run and not and not turn it into like you know I'm having some dance competition while I'm running. You know, like <laughs> that's why I asked the question because like you know as a musician I listen to a lot of music and I play a lot of music, but when I'm running I get almost sort of focus fatigue mm -hmm. because I, you know, when I listen to music, I I'm really listening to it. And so mm -hmm. I find that when I'm running, I have to break up what is being fed into my ears between music that I'm pacing to versus music that is maybe new or I'm revisiting mm -hmm. something old, but I also need some spoken words. So I tend to plan it out ahead of time and be like, okay, you know, for the first uh, 60 minutes, I've got this playlist, and then I'm going to switch to an audiobook. And then I might run with nothing at all and might take my earphones out for mm. 15, 20 minutes and then go back to a podcast and then play some more music. And like, I need to be really thoughtful about it because I, I hit boredom hmm. real easily. And if I'm bored, then every step gets a little bit harder. Uh, see, I don't. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't use earbuds. Um, or headphones or anything like that when I'm running. Um, and I used to, but I mentioned previously that I run on roads all the time. There's not sidewalks here where I live. I'm on roads and highways and stuff. I can't be running with earbuds in. So, because I need to hear cars behind me, right? So, so what I've, what I've taken to doing is I, I bought a running vest, um, with a pocket that holds my phone. So, one of the front pockets and I just make it so the speakers come pointing upwards and I play it that way. So I'm still hearing all the outside sounds and everything. So it's not like I'm not getting the music focused straight into my ears as I'm running. And that's the only thing I can hear. It's kind of, it's, mm -hmm. it's background noise that I listen to as I run. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Cause I, I it's the same playlist. Every time I run, it's the same playlist that I, that I run to series shuffle running playlist. And I just go, um, but it's not fed directly into my ears. It's just playing as ambient music um, coming from my chest area on my uh, running vest. That's an interesting way to do that. Yeah. But yeah, the, that makes sense that you wouldn't be using the actual, yeah. you know, your earbuds or whatever too. Yeah. I know the reason I started was a safety issue because I was running with my wife a couple times um, and she's like, Daryl, move over. I'm like, what? She's like, you can't hear that car behind us. I'm like, no it's like oh i think i need to stop wearing earbuds right because i just couldn't hear the cars behind me mm, and that's yeah. not that's not a good thing so so yeah i don't i don't run with earbuds anymore at all do you guys find that uh having some new running gear motivates you to like be excited to go out for a run i say yes already i've already went and bought picked up a couple things um so, <laughs> so i bought this thing that i have yet to use because i've not been out much in the last couple of months but also it's you know with with the um, daylight savings and stuff like it's generally light when i wake up and it's getting lighter in the evenings but i bought this thing called a tracer 360 and it's by a company called nox gear and it is this sort of multicolor 
illuminated neon um, light strip, I guess is the best way to put it, where you have a battery pack that wraps around you, and then these, uh, light, these yeah. light strips okay. that sort of oh, nice. go over your shoulders and then around your ribs, and you can change the color. And like, obviously, the point of it is visibility, right? Yeah. Like, the reason why I thought of it, Daryl, mm-hmm. is you're talking about running along, you know, roads and streets where. There mm-hmm. are other vehicles or other people, you know, you want to be seen yeah. as well as, you know, you need to hear that stuff. But I, I am unreasonably excited to <laughs> finally, awesome. finally yeah, this thing, this thing looks this awesome, thing man. Yeah. It, you know? yeah. Yeah. That looks, that looks awesome. It's the Nox Gear Tracer 360. That's NOX. Uh-huh. Uh, NOX. Yeah. I did a Google search on it just now while you were. Oh, that looks amazing. Um, I, I, the other day I was talking to Daryl, I said, man, cause I've been for the longest time. I, when I started running, I just was running and was like, okay, you know, I had some old beat up old Nikes that I was using and didn't you just like, I didn't know how, how running never clicked with me before at asthma, got some other stuff going on. I was never really a runner. I don't really want to sink anything into this. And the more I kind of like decided that I liked it or the more that it grew on me, like I you know, wanted to actually do a good job and went and got the shoes and then talked. You know, we did podcast a few years ago now where you talked about getting a gait analysis and, and you start to like learn all these things that you just never would have known. And, you know, the other day I'm talking to Daryl and I was like, yeah, it's, you know, I swapped over to using headbands when I run a while back. But if I'm going to be doing a lot more outdoor runs and, you know, if it's during the day and it's sunny and it's bright, you know, maybe I need to get a running hat. And I was like, so what are you using? Daryl tells me, oh, I got this and this. And I go down to a couple of different stores and you know, I've already picked up a couple of different running hats and I got a, a couple of moisture wicking shirts. You know, I was like, I'm going to actually just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do this, right? I'm going to, I'm going to do it correctly. I think I was saying um, before we started, I was talking to my wife's dad earlier and he was like, a, ha- a full marathon is no joke. Like if if you're gonna do this, which he's like, I know you are. You always do. If you say you're gonna do something, you do it. He's like, don't try to budget your way through this. Don't try to find, you know. Yeah, he's right. Don't don't just get whatever and mm-hmm. call it good. He's like, you gotta really consider your hydration, and if you need to get, you know, whatever sort of Camelback or whatever it is, right? He's like, really just just do the do the right thing. Don't try to budget your way out of it and and that makes total sense to me um you know i have lived my life in this very budget conscious manner for so long and it was hammered into me as a child and even growing up you know that there's always something going on there's always something that is like oh you gotta be careful can't spend your money you know like and now i'm like well i don't want to be stupid about it but i want i definitely want to make sure that i have everything i need and if that means I start, you know, I buy some accessories and whatnot, then then so be it. Because this is honestly like, you know, uh, people spend a lot more on a lot of other hobbies than this. I think I think I'm doing all right. So mm-hmm. yeah, and the thing is, like, I know I've mentioned this before, but like, you you want to race in the things you've trained in, right? Like, yes. you know, yep. race day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and and you know, and often that does mean you you have to be thoughtful about what level of investment you're making. And like in in my mind, it is worth me spending that little bit of extra money to buy three or four copies of the same running shirt so that Mm -hmm. I can I can train 
in exactly the same gear every time and there's nothing new and no surprises and nothing different on race day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and same with my shoes and same with you know the nip guard or the or the goo gel or uh-huh. whatever it is i'm yeah. using um is that like there is a bit of investment in this and you know i have no problem justifying it because ultimately i think it's an investment in my health both physical and mental and it's also an investment in um sort of my ability to uh push my limits right like understand more psychologically psychologically about myself but it is a very real thing that i think like yeah like this is something that we don't really talk about like we have to budget for this it's not just time and nutrition and miles it's also there's some dollars that we have to put into this too yeah Oh, is yeah. It? yeah, that makes that makes sense, uh, and I think some people don't don't quite realize. You know, obviously, obviously, you're like, yeah, I need some shoes, right, or you know, whatever, you know, whatever safety gear or whatnot. But like, the more you start to unpack it, like the the you spend money on these things, like the moisture wicking mm-hmm. gear or the you know you know whatever it is, the the camel pack or the you know, and and you realize like it can actually make it just a way better experience for you, but it's, it's not a hundred percent all like the stuff that I'm not picking up isn't for safety, but like I, if I'm going to do this, I, I don't want to be miserable when I'm doing it. Yeah. And that, that's the thing, Rob is like your, your father-in-law is, is absolutely right on when he says, this is no joke. 26 miles when mm-hmm. your shorts start chafing at mile mm-hmm. two is a <laughs> life of misery. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, so you do have to think very carefully about every single thing that you are wearing. And then also, like, what's under those things you're wearing? Things of, mm-hmm. things like body glide and even band-aids in sensitive areas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're in for four hours of misery and then a really painful shower afterwards. <laughs> I do, I'm not going to lie, and I won't get into the details of it, but even my shower after the half marathon, bro, I could not believe it. I mean... Because because uh, we met up with oh, you guys, went to your hotel, and you were like, "Yeah, here, you know." And you know, my wife brought a change of clothes for me and all that. And like, yeah, you're like, "Go hit, go hit it up, go shower." And I went up there, and I was just like, stepped into the shower, and when I turned around, and the water, you know, started to hit certain areas, I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, like, it hurts." Are you serious right now? So yeah, I had a. <laughs> like, luckily, I, I don't know, luckily or not, but for my half marathon, I was actually lubed up properly um because i had a couple of training runs prior to that like when i started getting you know the 18 kilometers areas uh once my first like long training run like that i got home and was like oh my god what was that pain you know all of a sudden yeah. like taints on fire it's like what the <laughs> hell is this so so for my actual half marathon i knew that i needed to have lube between my junk and my rear end, which is something I, you know, that, yeah. <laughs> I learned real quickly to avoid clothing that has a, a, a seam that matches the creases <laughs> and joints of my body. Oh, man. Oh, it man. Just, it nestles just, down just, in there, yeah. It is the worst when you are running long distances. Yeah. And like and, and that pain, like, listen, I, I'm never gonna take anything away from the pain of childbirth, but I, if there is if there's something that comes within um, you know, one one hundredth of that, it is the pain felt 
of the chafing clothing after running twenty six miles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd say sure. that maybe a maybe a kidney stone. That was a unique experience. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, too, yeah. But you know, I, there's a lot of things, and I think you know I'm going to be pretty candid over the course of of us kind of you know laying oh, this yeah. out. But there's there's a lot of things that I that I really am like, all right, do I need to rethink this? Right? Do yeah. I need to? I have been wearing the the boxer briefs for a long time now i swapped over to them after i had my vasectomy a few years back i swapped over to those and it's been and like i don't know i was like oh this is great i actually really do like this um and i wear the ones that are the longer length they come like they come like down farther and i like not down to my knee but you know they're the Mm -hmm. whatever yeah yeah Um, like like three quarters down your thigh yeah and I'm now going, okay, is this something I need to rethink? Do I need to, is that the proper length? Is that what I need to do? Should, do I need to, do I need to rethink this whole thing? Should I wear shorter ones while I'm running? Should I, you know, like, this is a lot of stuff that I just, I have no idea. And I do not You'll think find I out. Yeah. You'll find out. And, it's, yeah. It's and I that... typically wear basketball shorts, just like regular, like mm-hmm. athletic short kind of a, and they're not quite as long or as bulky as basketball shorts you know but uh, again i'm like okay is this something that i need to reevaluate does it need to be brought up a couple inches wear something a little you know a little less is that going to be weird is that going to start rubbing on me like you know i just i have no idea that's where i think you know as we eventually get into the distance training around these things you know yeah sort of the the 8 to 12 13 mile range of the training will really start to inform like what is our final configuration for race day right like mm. like i you know the analogy that i'm going to draw here and like uh, this is very recently back in the day i used to be a huge formula one fan very recently due to a certain netflix series i'm way back into it and i forgot it's like yeah they they have these training these practice runs and these qualification runs and they settle on a configuration and it is the same for marathon training right mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. have you have a certain amount of time in your training schedule where you've got room to experiment with what you're wearing and what you're listening to and what you're eating and how you're hydrating. But at some point, you got to figure out like what is the best configuration for all of this, and you got to lock it in and stick with it because you do not want to be making changes no. two, three, four weeks out from the race. You need to be locked in long before that. And like, I think that that's this is a part of it, right? Like we're joking about things rubbing and chafing and hurting, but like mm-hmm. that is a part of the journey. Yeah. And, it, and it's a journey that you want to have or a part of the journey that you want to have as early on as possible because there is nothing, oh, nothing yeah. worse than getting oh, a couple yeah. of miles in or, or actually no, even worse when you're, 12, 13, 14 miles in. So you're like halfway through a training mm-hmm. run and you're in pain, but you're so far away from your car or your house or from anywhere mm-hmm. that you have oh, no choice but to oh, keep going. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of room for experimenting early on. And I know that I know how I felt even after running the half. I cannot imagine having not really done the due diligence and you know put the put the lube on and and do all that stuff and then continue to run another 13 miles you know like (laughs) this is uh like i said i'm gonna be candid about it this is stuff that you have to like you have to have to do you have to know for sure um it it wasn't i remember it wasn't even until i started um i don't know i can't tell you distances off the top of my head but it was more when i started hitting the the 90 minute mark 
that I started to really feel like the sore nips, you know, and it wasn't a lot of times it wasn't even during the run, but you'd come home and take a shower afterwards and you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck is that about, (laughs) you know? And it's all these little things. And I'm like, man, I remember James saying when we were talking on our, you know, the the first podcast, and I'm like, what do I need to know? Tell me the thing. And you're like, yeah, nip guards. Yeah. Body glide. Yeah. You know, yeah. Get uh, the, you know, the Arctic breeze or Arctic cool, whatever it was. The, you know, like all these different yeah, things. And I was yeah. like, yep, yep, yep. I got it. Got it. Got it. And then I would be, you know, over the course of like, I'm training for a 5K. Well, you never hit those points no. where that stuff really where you realized how important that was it matters man like eventually it yeah. matters like yeah even even down to the smallest thing like i i've changed up um i, I guess it's probably maybe a year or so ago i changed up the kind of sweatband that i've been using i've been using the same sweatband um style and brand for years and mm-hmm. Uh, about a year ago, I, I changed it up, and like I like the brand that I'm with, but like I, it just sort of hit me. It was like, man, this is different, and it does make a difference. And I have less sweat in my eyes. Like I sweat, mm, I, yeah, I sweat, mm-hmm. I sweat a ton when oh, I. Oh yeah, run. me too. And, and and it's like you know, even small things like that. That over a five k, you could even argue over a ten k aren't that uncomfortable doesn't make that much of a difference but you go beyond that and you're talking four hours five hours of sweat streaming into your eyes like man what a a difference it's going to make you know and so those are the things that you you really have to dig into detail and smaller things that are really going to make a difference and matter to your comfort level because there's nothing comfortable about running a marathon like let's just face it we're all going to be miserable <laughs> when we cross the finish line we're going to feel great right we're going to feel uh-huh. amazing oh, yeah. and they're going to have food and there's going to be beer but we're not going to be in a physically comfortable state yeah and so anything yeah. that you can do to minimize that down to like the very tiniest last little detail for me well worth it oh yeah i uh i was using like the old school just like the athletic, whatever they are, terry cloth or whatever mm. headbands, you yeah. know. Um, and one day I said, uh, a couple of years ago at this point, because um, I I have these uh, these shops real close to my house. They're like the outlet shops you go to. Like you go down there and there's you name it, wall to wall, whatever brand, mm-hmm. you know. It's just all an outlet. And they've got Nike, they've got Under Armour, they got Adidas, they got there, you know, like. You, and so I went down there and I picked up a couple of these headbands and I'm like, you're not getting a discount on anything. Don't let anybody fool you. You don't get, you don't go to an outlet store and get a discount. That's what they want you to think. But I was like, babe, can you order me some of these style headbands? Like just, and I, you know, sent her a link on Amazon. Just can, can you order these for me? Um, and so I got these headbands and I used them for a while and they were great. And uh, what I didn't really realize though is because you have to wash them after every time you use them. They're not, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, they're getting gnarly real quick. Um, like washing them, like that process, they started to shrink up pretty quickly. And then I was hitting a point where I was like, good lord, man, why this is thing, this thing's actually giving me a headache. And it was kind of gradual enough where I didn't really realize it. And so now that I'm digging back in again the other day, I said, hey, I need to get some new headbands. And I, the, <laughs> it might sound funny to some people where I'm saying, hey, uh, can you order this for me? We The way we have our Amazon account set up is that we have a shared account with her parents. And then we just split the bill. It's a little bit easier for us that way. But mm, yeah. um, 
I just don't fart around with it. So anytime I need something, I'm just like, hey, order this for me. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so nice. uh, so the other day I was like, hey, I'm going to need some new headbands. And so she ordered these ones for me, and they're completely different than – they're not the, the cloth ones. They're more like a – I don't know. It's like a polyester almost, kind of like the modern kind of almost mm-hmm. – you know, like the the gator kind of style, but but it goes over your head. I put one of these on the other day, and I was like, "Where has this been my whole life?" Because this is like, I like this is another level, right? I feel like I, I graduated, like now, kind of like I was saying earlier, don't go budget on stuff. Like now, I've got these headbands. I'm like, these are amazing. I love this. Where was this at before? This is like a hundred times more comfortable. Like. And I, I've done a couple of uh, workouts with them, and they work great. I had no problem at all. No sweat in my eyes, no nothing. So this is going to be, I, I guess all of that is to say, like, yeah. just got to get this experimenting in while we can and figure out, you know, and if you, if I'm going to be picking your guys' brands, and if you know about a brand of something or, you know, something that you want to use in particular or something to stay away from, then definitely let me know. Yeah, I, I've decided I'm going to sort of do a little bit of a reset. Um uh, you know, I've I've definitely extolled the virtues of Arctic Cool in the past mm-hmm. and some of these non-name brands, but mm-hmm. um, I, I'm going to use this opportunity to, to like revisit like what are the big names doing these? Because like I, I know sponsorships are a thing, but pro athletes wear this gear from Nike and Adidas and Reebok and whoever mm-hmm. else like all the time. So mm-hmm. like without the sponsorship part, is any of it any good? Uh, so I, I am going to sort of like budget a little bit to have some experimentation and mm-hmm. like try some different running shirts and try some headbands some sweatbands, some shorts, yeah. like really see what works for me so mm-hmm. that once we decide like, okay, we're, we're starting to knock this thing on the head and really focus in on, uh, on the training plan that hopefully I will have figured most of that stuff out for myself by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember sure. you, uh, even before, I think it was before the first 5K, you were like, yeah, they'll, you know, they'll give you a, there's usually an event shirt. And like a lot of people always want to wear their, the event shirt and stuff. You're like, don't do it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, if you're not used to it, it's just going to suck, right? There's going to be some yeah. tag or some weird thing or some scene yeah. or something, you know, like. And those, those tech t-shirts they give you at races are just shit quality anyway. Like, yeah, they're bulk. They're, like, they're, not, yeah. they're not good. Yeah, they're made to be handed out. So yeah, well, we're uh, we're over the one hour mark, so I think we should probably wrap this up. Um, we could we could probably keep going for another hour here, I bet, but I don't want to <laughs> don't want to go too we, long here. Got, on the first uh, one, um, I think an hour. Lots of uh, lots of future episodes around this. Yeah, for sure, and and really, if we yeah, want to, be a lot like we said, every you know once a month maybe, but we can. We can increase that if we want, right? This is this is this is our prerogative, right? Our show, we can do what we want. Um, I don't know if anyone's going to listen hey. to it, but uh, we're going to enjoy making it. So, so we'll we'll do it, it as we will. It's good to be back. It's good to yeah, be back. Man. Chatting with you dudes again. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm really Absolutely. digging it. Yep, definitely. Uh, there'll be a lot, and I guess um, I guess we can say that if y'all want to hit hit up the Discord, uh, you can do that. 
I don't remember if the Discord link works anymore. The Discord.me slash TTD. I think the last time I tried that, it didn't work. Oh, yeah. So, that was like some um, second party thing that I had done. I don't yeah. know. If, yeah, I haven't checked it either. So um, I would say maybe hit up the podcast directly on Twitter or one of us our, directly on Twitter. Our website um, works and it has links to everything. Yep. The, yep. the so, trainingdummies.com. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like anybody listening to this probably... Uh, wouldn't have too hard of a time finding how to how to get all of us but yeah um we're gonna we're gonna just unpack this whole thing like i said earlier we're gonna get into nutrition we're gonna get into you know what is what a specific plans look like um there's there's a lot to go over and a lot of it's just gonna be uh you know downloading our our uh updates from our journey and where we're at Mm -hmm. and you know for me there's definitely you know i need to drop a few pounds I need to to get my life right and and see see where that goes. So it's going to be a little bit of time before we really really dig into the hardcore training piece of it. But but this will be a bit of a of a of our journaling, I guess, or documenting yeah. this. And Daryl, you're doing something a little bit different. I'm I may uh, I may hop on this bus with oh, you. Oh yeah, too, that's you're, right. You're documenting for... it even uh, even in a different way now that you hadn't done before. Yeah. So I've discovered TikTok. Um, I think everybody has during yeah yeah during I'm late, I'm late, late to the party late to the party but um, we'll see how it goes but I'm gonna start documenting this uh, marathon training on TikTok so I've done two so far I did a I did a run on Monday and Tuesday and and did a quick TikTok post after that so I'm gonna keep doing that um, I signed up with it through my Twitter, so it's the same as my Twitter, which is at uh, Daryl underscore TTD, if you really want to check that out. Um, yeah, well, I guess this is a good segue to this. How can how can people reach you guys if they want to reach you guys? I have uh, made a conscious choice for my mental well-being to very seriously scale back my social media interaction. So there's, uh, there's no uh, tick to the top, to the ticky to the ticky to the tick to the top for me. <laughs> Um, Fair enough. I and I also am no longer on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, I am still on Instagram, so you can find me there at English Guy. I am spending way less time on social media than ever before, but I uh, I still have all of my profiles active, and um, the probably the best easiest way would be Twitter at Rob Copeland. Um, it's it's going to be the same across most platforms. Um, because I've always typically been an early adopter, so not too hard to find. I think uh, I think the Instagram and the TikTok are the same. I have not ever, I've never posted a TikTok video yet. I mainly use it for lurking and, mm-hmm. and uh, enjoying painfully stupid content. But <laughs> but yeah, it has nothing to do with uh, this podcast or marathon training at all. But I do have a website uh, www.james.com and uh, various music and live gig dates. And um, an overly embellished biography on that. <laughs> well, no, I gotta go check this out. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess Sweet. I guess that's it for episode two fifty four. Um, it may not be the training dummies that you're used to, but we're training for something, so it still counts. Um, and I guess with that, we'll just play the outro. The advice you can trust. Woo-hoo! Go challenge yourself. Woo!